Welcome to another episode of the Belligerent Beefs Podcast. It is Sunday, May 8th, 2021. Happy Mother's Day. It's 2022. 2022. Good start. It's all a blur now anyway. Hang on. Hang on. Mother's Day 2021 was a fucking time. And that is... <laughs> <laughs> it is Mother's Day 2022. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> happy Mother's Day, guys. Happy, mo- happy Mother's Day today. Happy Mother's Day last year. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers throughout time. Uh, except to anyone trying to overturn Roe v. Wade. Fuck you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to all of the great moms out there this year, last year, and all of the previous 10 million years that the Earth has been in existence <laughs> and that mothers of all species have existed. There we go. Nailed it. <laughs> What's up, guys? What? What the best Mother's Day uh, intro I've I've ever heard on anything, Terry. Exactly. The first time that women from uh, uh, what would you say a million years five five million years ago have been acknowledged on the Belligerent Peace podcast. We are the most pro women Oregon State sports top one hundred sports podcast in Japan on the internet for a reason. That is. The, that, the title has the been earned. That, that's the needle that <laughs> yeah. we've been threading for this whole almost year. Uh, just just four, three days short of, of a year. Wow. Um, as we've mentioned, this is a perfect perfect opener into our our first birthday, which will be on May 11th, the anniversary of our first episode ever being published on the internet, on Spotify, on Apple Podcast, and the uh, seven other weird podcasting services that somehow people listen to i don't <laughs> uh, if you're a pocket cast person then cool but i literally don't know why but also thank you about a stitcher it. yo stitcher used to be big like what happened to them stitcher might still be like low-key big i don't know but i you used had to stitcher. pay for stitcher oh i like the people who uh listen to us just on a web browser it just says web <laughs> that's, yeah. that's I, like, I like plus to get my podcast by going to the website itself and listening <laughs> on my desktop <laughs> thank you ben's parents and ben's parents friend <laughs> who <laughs> listens that way <laughs> you guys though really this is then probably uh, our anniversary of recording the first episode Probably Close. because oh yeah we didn't just release it immediately back then I was probably the most amateur audio editor of all time no no we you you've edited so many terrible but also amazing rap songs from, <laughs> oh that's from, true from, from from our time as wannabe Jack Harlow's in the Paci- Paris of the Pacific Northwest <laughs> here 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 is a hypothetical I think Jack Harlow is a fine good popular rapper would any of us have become jack harlow had we just stuck with it yes and like only rap all of us oh yeah for a second like there there were times and like this is 
three douchey mid thirties white guys on a podcast right now. So I don't I don't want to like get douchey whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Not douchey. Three chuggy mid thirties white guys go. on yeah. a podcast. All right. Now now we're politically correct. So I don't want to be like, oh, we would have changed the rap game, whatever. Jack Jack Harlow is good, but he's also just kind of like fine. Like, it's very practical. JP, please play five seconds of any Jack Harlow song. I don't care what Friday you was in, you can't offer me. Keep dreaming. Pineapple juice, I give a sweet. <laughs> I can't think of, like, an amazing Jack. I, I've just heard Jack Harlow, and I've been like, yeah, he's good. I've heard of Jack Harlow. That's it? You only heard of him? What? I, I, Benny's probably out of this. <laughs> JP, you and I. <laughs> no offense, Benny. Your hair is so much better than both of ours. That's why we're wearing hats right now and you're not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Benny with the good quaff, not, you know, Benny with the Jack Harlow rhymes. Had, <laughs> hey. had we dropped everything and just focused on rapping, would we be as good as Jack Harlow? I yes. think it's a fair question. I have a fair answer, and it's And yes. I'm not even saying as successful or as famous as Jack Harlow, but I'm thinking just as good at rapping as Jack Harlow. And I hope that you did play five seconds of Jack Harlow I did. before this. Yes. Okay. I don't know where I have to go from here. <laughs> it's just an interesting hypothetical. Had sophomore year, we'd been like, you know what? Fuck school. We did say really, that. We kind of did. <laughs> I, I didn't. I almost got kicked out. And I actually, I, I was at a uh, uh, happy Mother's Day again to all the moms out there. But I, was, <laughs> I was at the Twins game with my parents today. And somehow when uh, when my dad and I were just chatting, we, we got on, I, I think the spring break after I got off of academic probation my sophomore year, my dad took me to see D.L. Hughley stand up live. <laughs> the most random <laughs> I think he was just in Minneapolis, but D.L. Oh, Hughley okay. is hilarious. Uh, yeah. like, you just like sure. happened to be there. My dad was like, let's go to stand up. And like, that was like where we had like a conversation where he was like, I'm happy you turned it around, Terry. And then D.L. Hughley was on stage. And uh, I was just really happy that we were like in like the 30th row as opposed to the 12th row because D.L. Hughley does great crowd work in all of his stand up. And it's like, I think I was 20 years old and my dad like got me beers at the D.L. Hughley show. So like I just wasn't. I don't think I had the charisma at that point in my life to deal with like D.L. Hughley spotting this like. <laughs> fucking white kid, really young white kid with his dad in the crowd and being like what are you guys here what are you celebrating my dad being like my son getting off academic probation <laughs> like D.L. Hughley would have roasted the fuck out of both of us and I wouldn't have known what to do <laughs> that would have been so funny that would have been amazing that would have been amazing hey D like that's what our Patreon dollars is going to go for is a, a private T.L. Hughley belligerent beef show where he can finally roast me and my dad <laughs> in, in front of people. It's just the roast <laughs> of Terry Horseman featuring only T.L. Hughley for an hour and a half. Oh, my God. A, ro a, a roast of me would be so bad. I would get massacred. <laughs> would be awesome. No, I would only need no, you no, no. I would. It would, it would be, be fun. fun. It would be fun, but I'd watch. I've given you. I've. <laughs> you'd watch. You'd. You'd be the executioner, JP. <laughs> <laughs> I've given you both so much material over the almost two decades that we've all been friends. Yeah, you could write a book, yeah. Terry. So, something trying. that you've never done. Trying, trying, trying. 
Anyway, I don't know how we got on that. How did we get here? No um, idea. No idea. Whatever. No idea. It's Mother's Day. It's Happy Mother's, Mother's Day, Day 2012. Welcome to the first ever Belligerent Beefs podcast. Um, but no, JP, you're right. This is probably around the time that we recorded the first ever episode. And we're like, let's just do this thing. Yeah. And see how it works. And it, it's worked, I guess. We are wearing more podcast-specific merch than we were then because we didn't have any. Yeah. Hmm. I drank an eleven-year-old Bud Light in the time frame from then to now. You did, drink oh yeah, Bud Light. like a prick. Without this podcast, you probably wouldn't have found that eleven-year-old Bud Light. So, yeah, mm. or at least never told anyone about it, or probably exactly. not drank it. I feel like we should save mm. that for for Wednesday on the on the spaces. I think that that's a good mm-hmm. topic for 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 the year in review of of this uh, belligerent beeves first birthday celebration the drunkest oregon state podcast on the internet celebrating all things harvard of the pac-12 paris of the pacific northwest join us on twitter spaces wednesday may 11th 8 p.m pacific time got a lot of awesome special guests joining us flagrant magazine and oregon state alum Ashton Batuso will be hanging out with us. We've got former Oregon State football players, James Dockery and Marcus Graves, who are going to be hanging out and talking Beaver football with us, as well as lots of other uh, fun folks and awesome people from the Oregon State sports Twitter sphere. It's going to be a good time. What else are you doing on on Wednesday night? Like, come on. It's going to be a good time. May 11th. Crack, Crack a drink. Open a bottle of wine. Pop a bottle of champagne and celebrate with us our first birthday. It'll be the most fun first birthday ever. Guaranteed. There's one person who's guaranteed to not be invited. Who is that? Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is not invited. And honestly, dude, I fucking, it's, that shit popped off in such, that's like such a Shakespearean way that we were talking shit about Dylan Brooks. And then that whole shit with him and GP2 popped off after we had recorded but before we had published yep that like kind of made me mad because (laughs) we i was talking about this how excited i was just to watch gp2 in this series yeah we we rallied the beaver fam to join the cause i mean we that was like the sole purpose of why (laughs) beaver nation should be pulling for golden state in oh it's something that is probably blasphemous to many of our listeners given that the majority of them are presumably blazer fans or presumably timberwolves fans i would i would say okay yeah most people on the planet are timberwolves fans (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) they just love to suffer (laughs) yeah it's uh, you know well i'm a blazer fan and i'm definitely cheering for golden state because if there's a chance that gp2 can come back for let's say the nba finals yeah that'd be a pretty incredible story yeah I, I mean, I, I do think we should get into this because it's been going, it's actually gotten kind of crazier. And I know this is like very slightly related to Oregon State, but first, like from that play, it is like just divided the internet uh, in a way that I did not anticipate because it's, it's gotten pretty toxic out there. And, and so many yeah. people, but like, have convinced themselves or have been convinced that that's a basketball play. And like they don't see it otherwise, right? Uh, and like I think part of it is they start to look back at like the reputation of other warriors, like like Draymond Green, and they go, "Well, if 
Draymond has done that kind of stuff before, which is actually not true, for one, just to set the record straight. He's never actually gotten like a flagrant two uh, for like an excessive play like that. He's gotten two technicals and been thrown out of games. He's never gotten a flagrant two in the playoffs. Well, wasn't his fall on Brandon Clark a straight flagrant two, though? No. Well, yes and no, but they called it because it was two sequential flagrant ones in the same play. So they said that they both were worthy of flagrant fouls, thus is excessive, and he gave him a flagrant two, which right. is actually not how you apply that rule anyways. But they also then look at that same play, and there's like uh, beat writers and sideline reporters for the Grizzlies who are like, who called out Gary and said like, the difference is that Gary Payne didn't know how to land. Thus, that's why. That's, that's asinine. That's asinine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like people are like formulating these opinions in their heads about what was right, what was wrong. How, I, that was a it, wrong play. That was a bad, dirty yeah. play. I don't know how much harder I have to yell this at people. That was a the fucking garbage play. And I don't care how you want to spin it. When you take out a dude who's midair from behind and make zero play on the ball while taking a full warm-up swing at his head, right. you could go fuck yourself. So there, fuck you, Dylan Brooks. There, there's a few things that infuriate me about this, and I, I, I'll, I'll try and set the table here. Uh, and none of us are to- – no no one is ever totally unbiased when coming to things like this. But and, – and all of us are big GP2 fans and Dylan Brooks haters. But there, there's a few things that are – undeniable and and jp you and i this has always been off screen whatever i i don't like draymond and you and i have fought about this before i i I don't hate draymond green i don't particularly like draymond green either and i think he was i I don't think he should have been ejected from game one and i understand why people are going to like the conclusion like well if brandon clark had been like out for the series or out for the season, it's different. And I get where people's minds are going there, but there's a few different things here. Like, I think that was a a pretty rough foul by Draymond on Brandon Clark in game one. I think flagrant one, just one flagrant one would have been fine. On GP2, the first thing, on GP2 doesn't know how to land. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) If if you're in midair and you get hit in the head, you are forgiven. From behind. From behind. You are forgiven for how to land. Like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Also, Dylan Brooks, for all I hate about him, I've seen him block shots. I've seen him throw down some thunderous dunks. He is not an unathletic dude. Watch the play again. Dylan Brooks barely barely gets off the ground he's not trying to block the shot he's i'm not saying he's going in i'm going to fracture gary payton the second's elbow right no, now. no but he wanted to shake him up that was that was in the basketball mind. play he said yeah he was probably thinking rick mahorn in the detroit pistons 30 for 30 tap tap meant no layups i'm gonna go tap tap and he did a fucking play that didn't attempt to block the shot, didn't attempt to make the play on the ball. He barely fucking jumps and just full winds up, hits Gary in the head, fractures the dude elbow. Even if Gary Hannick got hurt, it's a flagrant two and it should be a suspension. And also, he probably has the athleticism to maybe make a play on the ball. So fuck you, Dylan Brooks, for not trying to make a play on the ball and making a play on his head. Watch it full speed. Watch it slow motion. Watch it half much watch it there's no way you can watch that play 
and come to any conclusion other than Dylan Brooks is just trying to throw a body at GP2. He's not trying to block the shot. What was the suspension that he got? One game. game. Suspended for he was kicked out One of game, game two and got suspended for game three. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So he'll be back game at four. Chase Center tomorrow, Monday the ninth. Oh. Yeah. And oh, it's gonna get wild. You know what? You know what? To take this even further, talk about a man who has no fucking gall. The guy won't even face the media. Still. Really? He has not talked to the media since. Mm. And his coaches are waffling on if it. You know, was excessive, or if it was could, could be a good basketball play, they all kind of spin it back to just like we feel bad for Gary, but it's like no one is owning up to the fact that that was just a dirty play. Yeah, no one, and not even not even Dylan Brooks. He's he is ducking the media. He's unavailable by the team, according to the team. When when the media makes a request to to speak with him, he's unavailable to speak with the media, and. He's gonna have to do something tomorrow night, so I'm very intrigued to see where it goes. But he'll, he'll probably have to talk post game, game four. I would yeah. imagine. Yeah, I would think not acknowledging it and certainly not apologizing for it is potentially bad for his health. I mean, the Golden State is gonna want to take him out um, early in that game, and you can't blame him for it. I mean, it's like okay, if you do that. In the heat of the moment, heat of the game, it's unacceptable, but you sort of understand where they're coming from. If they do go and and as soon as they get interviewed, say, you know, hey, that was my bad. Yeah. You know, I was trying to be physical, but I was not trying to hurt him. Then it's like, okay, well, it's a basketball right. play, kind of. Like, he won't um, even walk it back to say, like, I would never wanted to hurt Gary yeah. Payton the second. Like, you could just right. say that. I, yeah. lost my, I lost my head for a second and was just trying to be physical, and it got yeah. out of hand for a second. Yeah. Like, that's totally fine that shit happens but right i'm just he wasn't he wasn't playing the ball he wasn't playing the ball and this like you know whatever playoff physical shit i get it but and like say it had gary popped right back up does yeah Dylan brooks get suspended maybe not but that's not the point yeah he didn't pop back up and it could have right. been way worse and Dylan Brooks barely jumped off of the floor and did a full fucking wind up on a dude in midair. So fuck him for that shit. Uh, the one silver lining, maybe not even a silver lining because it's way down the chart of you know positivity, but it re <laughs> rebirthed the gif of that disgusting play of him at Utah doing that <laughs> stupid ass flop in the worst shorts ever. Which I think is, the wings carried him away. Yeah, I think the yeah the the, the wings <laughs> carried him. Whatever that would make any MLS fucking attacking midfielder blush. Like it, that was the worst <laughs> flop. I watch a lot of soccer, and I haven't seen a flop that bad. So I'm happy that that gift came back because For Dylan sure. Brooks is a fraud and a coward and a fake tough guy, and is lucky to be on a team as you know rough and tumble and talented as the Grizzlies. Uh, dude should be a fucking nothing player on the Sacramento Kings. No offense to our Sacramento listeners. I know you exist. May, may, maybe Mike Brown is the the prince who's promised. It looks like that's who you're going to hire as your new coach. But anyway, that's not the point. Uh, you could put Dylan Brooks on any, any fucking shitty NBA team, and he wouldn't make a difference because he's that 
insignificant and that much of a coward. And that was a bullshit fucking play by him. He wants to be Draymond. He wants to be Patrick Beverly so bad. And he overplayed his hand and really fucking hurt a key player on the Warriors. A key player Is locking there... down their star player. And it happened to be our favorite player who went to our alma mater that this podcast covers. So eat it... shit, Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Is there any history between Dylan Brooks and GP2? And like, did, Other, were they at school at the same time? They overlapped a bit, like a year yeah. or so. Yeah, not a ton, but I don't, I don't recall. I, I, I went back and like looked at some of those highlights, and other than just being on the teams at the same time, I couldn't find anything. Yeah, mm. I don't, well, this I think this is kind of a newly constructed thing for Dylan Brooks, where he's like he was talented enough of a player to be like the best player at Oregon. Yeah, which was, you know, fine. But now he's like trying to survive in the league. So he's just like he's just a wannabe Draymond. And, yeah, he's trying to be the enforcer. And which is unfortunate because he's got some talent. No, he hit some Fuck crazy shots. <laughs> I didn't even know who he was when we were talking about him. He called him he Dylan Moore. So talent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dylan fuck, Moore. Fuck Dylan Moore, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dylan who? No one knows who you are, Dylan Brooks. Yeah. It, it did make this weekend, though. We'll get into it. But it made this weekend all the more enjoyable because oh, it yeah. was really exciting because yeah. of that. That is Not Shakespearean. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring it back. Um, let's get into uh into into some beverage talk. I know I know Benny's excited about his tonight. So JP, let's start with you and let's let let's let Benny take us home. <laughs> Benny, I know you're excited to talk about your beer, but uh, we're not starting with you. We're not. No, I want Benny to be the finale. Benny usually is just smoking, uh, you know, a, a fucking fatty and not letting us see his, his face by blowing so much smoke. And oh, he's gonna do it again too, listener. I know you can never <laughs> see this, but it's a sight. Whoa! Oh, that was that was that was very light smoke. That was nothing. Right through the yeah. windscreen. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a 2022 Crystar IPA from Ecliptic Brewing here in Northeast Portland. Uh, it's actually a partner beer with Rubens Brews. They did a cosmic collaboration. And, you know, it's a you know fairly standard IPA. It's good. Um, what they, they have a little note here that says, uh, what's a Crystar IPA, you ask? Well, it's an IPA that mashes up the best parts of our friends Rubens Brews Crikey IPA and our own Starburst IPA, which, as Ooh. you guys know, is a staple in my it fridge. So it, it it's a. Uh, I feel like your bloodstream is just like forty-two percent Starburst IPA at yeah. all times. Yeah, I'm cosmic <laughs> as shit, man. Wait, so it's called the Cosmic IPA? No, this is the uh, Crystar. Crystar. Yeah. Okay. C R I. Not like a crying baby star. Crystar. Crystar. It could also be Strikey. The Strikey IPA. Starburst and Crikey. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know yeah. what? You're a hell of a marketer. Let's <laughs> send that yeah. in to them. Mm. There you go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh what what score would you give this beer on untapped, JP? A three point nine. I, I because it does taste like a, the Starburst, but it's not as I don't know pure <laughs> as the Starburst is, and that was it's like that's like a a perfect a perfect beer, so it kind of brings it go. down a notch. I gave it three point nine, yeah. Nice. 
Um, I am going back to an old reliable, and I'm not sure that I've had this beer on the podcast before. Maybe I have. I probably have. But it's just sort of the go-to light Minnesota light beer. And it's brewed by the August Shell Brewing Company in New Ulm, Minnesota. Used to be brewed in beautiful Northeast Minneapolis. I'm drinking a Grain Belt Premium Lager. Oh, this is a live tasting again? This is a live tasting of a beer I've had a thousand times in my life. (laughs) I don't know how good that makes me sound. But if you've ever been in Northeast Minneapolis and you've driven into Northeast Minneapolis over the Hennepin Avenue Bridge, you've seen like our version of the uh, Made in Oregon slash Portland, Oregon sign that is not nearly as famous. (laughs) It's a sign that just says Grain Belt Beer. With like the bottle cap, uh, insignia, whatever you can like, kind of see it here. Not, that's not what the sign looks like, but that's the logo. Um, yeah, that's the light up beer sign, right before you get to the neighborhood where my apartment is. So the neon lights of Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's like our strip, babe. We have yeah. we have we have one neon light. It's instead of <laughs> like all the bars having like their own tiny beer signs we just have one giant neon beer sign and make it bright enough for the whole city so it's like yeah this if this city was one thing it would be a dive bar and that's that's why i live here because yeah so grain belt premium that's my beer tastes like home because it's made right here in minnesota that was the tagline in like maybe 2004 so That is what I am drinking. Benny wearing a sweet crew neck and a fresh haircut. Benny with the good quaff. Well, in remembrance of us talking about so many dad things last week, I have not your father's root beer, which is the flavor <laughs> of beer that I wished every beer tasted like when I was <laughs> 10 years old. So <laughs> shout out to not your father's root beer. It is good. Is that a hard root beer? Yeah. Nice. It is. Yeah, it's good. We love a hard rip beer in our group of friends. Yeah, it's the um, maybe first time I've ever had one, but it's delicious. No, no, Shout no. This Claude's. is not. Yeah, this is Claude's not the first time you have a Claude's, Claude's had, had a hard rip beer rip float beers all the time. They had a hard, they had a hard rip beer float, but also regular hard rip beers too. Yeah. Hmm. I think the hard rip beer, like the Benny was just drinking squirt then. Maybe (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the hard rip beer was just like whatever craft rip beer they had available. And then just like a shot of vodka poured into it. Probably. Yeah. But it was good. A little whipped cream on top. Shout out. Oh, so it wasn't, I mean, it was like kind yeah. Hard root beer in the sense that it was just a chase. There was a hard rip. There's a hard rip beer float. And then like another hard rip beer that was like almost like iced coffee. Like. The root beer float one though was like it was like a hard root beer and like the uh whipped cream vodka. Oh, I think that man, was it. that sounds good. It was delicious. <laughs> we can make yeah. it right now. Not Let's right now. That. I don't have whipped cream vodka. Maybe it's, I do. It's no, still early on the west vodka. coast. Go birthday cake vodka will work. Yeah. <laughs> Go do it. And Fuck I you. also have root beer. <laughs> you have ice cream? Maybe I have. Man, no I don't know about vanilla. Ice ice I am a single man who lives alone. None of those things are <laughs> in my fridge right now. <laughs> Maybe next week though. Do you? Should we try and do like a hard rip beer? Maybe should we do hard rip beer for the birthday party? 
on Wednesday. Ooh, ooh. I mean, root beer and root beer floats is like a birthday party thing, is it? That not? is like, like a birthday, especially oh, yeah. a first birthday. Yeah. Thing. Let's do that on Wednesday. Oh, all right. It's a thing we Definitely can tweet about. Hard root beer float. Yeah, hard root beer floats on Wednesday. That's yeah. Take, take it to the bank. everybody. Get your ingredients together. We'll have a we'll have a pseudo contest for who can have the best hard repair float. Uh, yeah, and then I don't know how it we will be that. based completely on your description of how it tastes. No, we'll, yeah. we'll have people send in pictures too. <laughs> oh Ooh. yeah, the, the, the Instagram needs like a, a thing to drum up traffic, so this could mm. be a thing for that. Mm. Maybe if someone managed it a little bit better. Maybe if someone managed it a little bit better, Andre. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which. Not speaking of that, but speaking of other, uh, JP, you should come to Minneapolis the weekend of July 30th because Benny and Super Secret Skins are going to be here. The Timbers are playing the Loons, and we're going to go. But other than that, the rest of the weekend will be fun for you. No, that sounds boring. It's a two-hour soccer game, and you'll be drunk the whole time. Shut I'm, up. I'm, I'm boycotting the Timbers, too, so I, don't, I have no idea what's going on with them right now. Yeah. I, well, where, I, well, why are you going to the game? Because he wants to hang out with his friend Terry in Minneapolis for a weekend and go to a soccer game and drink beers, JP. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll make it work. Maybe. We'll wear, would you, would we'll you wear, wear a shirt? shirts? What? what? No, no, no. Well, yeah, yes, yes. What? That's exactly what I was going to say. Well, we're sitting behind the Timbers bench. That's just like where our tickets are. So we can wear the you new shirts and yes. sit literally immediately behind the Timbers bench. You- okay. Or we, or we can wear chop them shirts too. Yeah, chop them. You knew chop them. Fuck you. Eat shit. They can say all of those things. JP, you make shirts for a fucking living. <laughs> you can make all of these shirts right now. Whatever shirt you want to be wearing that gets you to Minneapolis for one weekend in the middle of summer, make that shirt and we'll all wear it. It's gonna say MLS is dumb, and we all have to wear it. Okay, okay. I don't care anymore. Those fuckers didn't hire me, so yeah, I'll wear, I'll wear whatever the hell you want me to wear at a major league soccer game. I'm still gonna follow it, but yeah, I'll. I'll <laughs> okay, deal. I'll make any kind of say. I'll look into it. I'll look into it. It might yeah, make if, it, if might it's make a weekend work. that works, and then we'll yeah, it'll be just you, me, Benny, and Skins. Where am I gonna sleep? Bars and stuff. In my drip in your, system. In your closet, like I used to. In my drip system. <laughs> Dude, my, my drip system is so much bigger than it was in Portland, and there's no beat sheet in it. Thank I've, you. I've grown up. I've grown up. Yeah. I was so, I was Although, I've only slept in your bed one time, uh, and it's been with my shoes on. I've only slept in your bed with my shoes on. <laughs> that, that was immediately after a Wu-Tang show, though. And, well, not immediately. Oh, oh no, it was the I, next night, wasn't it? Stumbled to your house at one o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, more hungover in my adult life than I've ever oh, been in my life. Oh, that, that, that was after the show. Is you stayed up till one in the, the afternoon? A- Benny had Benny had a weird hotel situation that weekend, and then like required an afternoon nap after his hotel ran out, and I had to come to my apartment. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were banging on the door uh at what felt like uh 6 a.m it was noon but it felt really early. <laughs> that, that, that'll happen when well yeah i mean blame method man for rapping until 2 50 a.m yeah when he was supposed oh. to be done by 1 30 you can't just yeah. leave when method man's rapping Mm-mm. he has humongous muscles so if exactly. he came after you, jp please play five seconds of m-e-t-h-o-d man from oh method man wu-tang enter the 36 chambers <laughs> thank you <laughs> hey, you, 
Um, uh, let's get into some actual uh, yeah. Wait, we got a shout out. We, we have a, a shout Patreon out. We have a shout Patreon. out. We have a shout out before we get into that. So shout um, out to Omar. Can... Omar. Yeah, our dude Omar has joined the Patreon. Omar Lopez. He's in the Discord. He's in living it up. So shout out to you, Omar. Thanks for thanks for the support. Thanks for thanks holding for us joining. down, homie. Yeah, we 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 appreciate you. And Omar has been a belligerent Beeves uh, favorite since the very beginning uh, on Twitter. So yeah, very very happy to to have you in the Discord. And also Benny's being engaged in the Discord now. So all I'm the in people, it. You are. Kinda. You're, you're you're a lot of people's favorite belligerent Beeves co-hosts. So you need to be active. People are joining the Discord just to hang out with you because JP and I are. We're fine, but we're not. I do, I'm just all emoji reactions. That's like all I do. Just I like fire that. emoji, That's plus emoji, it. thumbs but, up. But the, dis, up. the Discord is popping. It's yeah, fun. Hundreds. Omar, welcome, and thank you so much for your contribution to the Belligerent Beeves family. It is awesome to to have you here. And uh, yeah, we we couldn't do this. We we couldn't we couldn't do this without all of you. So. Uh, every little bit of support we get from all of our listeners is just, you know, is is so fun and so appreciated. And um, we we can't we can't thank you all enough for your support. We appreciate you, Omar. Hell yeah, Omar. And now we need to move on to talking about Oregon State sports. And we're going to start with Oregon State baseball specifically because it was a baseball heavy weekend for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Without a lot of other sports in action. But before that, we have a very special announcement to make. And that is that this episode of the Belligerent Beeves podcast is brought to you by our friends at Seamheaded. Beaver fam, summer is here. And baseball season is in full swing. And you cannot say that you are ready for your hot beeves summer until you visit seamheaded.com. Seamheaded is an independent lifestyle brand specializing in baseball-themed apparel. If you believe, like we do, that baseball is more than a game but a way of life, then Seamheaded is the brand for you. Baseball is more than a game. Yeah. And Seamheaded celebrates the rich history of our national pastime with unique designs for all baseball enthusiasts. And it now has an all-new collection inspired by and for belligerent Beeves listeners. What? That's right. <laughs> Your three-time national championship Oregon State baseball team and the podcast that's crazy about them has its own line of seam-headed swag. They've got a hashtag chop em tee, a belligerent beeves jersey, a super dope Corvallis map home plate tee, yeah, a sick. beaver state that tee, a Benny's shades tee, much, much more, all available in men's, women's, and kids' sizes, and much, much more. As a listener of the Belligerent Beeves podcast, you get 31% off on all seam-headed belligerent beast products when you use the promo code chopem at checkout we've been fucking with you a lot saying promo code chopem at checkout won't get you shit for a lot of discounts but this will get you an actual discount if you use promo code chopem that's c-h-o-p-e-m at checkout 
What exactly will get you? 31% off. So hit up seamheaded.com today to get that 31% off the Belligerent Beefs collection when you use promo code what? Chop'em at checkout. 31% off, which gets you the nicest discount in the game. Can't spell <laughs> Chop'em without hope. Use that. Chop'em at checkout. Seamheaded.com. Shout out to our friends at Seamheaded for being our first official business partnership on the belligerent beefs podcast the gear is dope check it out beaver fam and make sure you get that discount on the belligerent beefs collection if you want to head directly to the site i think you uh to the collection it is like i think um seamheaded.com slash collections slash belligerent beefs all one word and that'll take you directly to all of the apparel that's available we'll tweet it in ig the link yeah. too so you can find it but yeah, dude, the shit is dope. I yeah. love this this Corvallis map tee is like not not to give like JP shit, but like that, <laughs> like like we, we we wouldn't have come up with it. This is it's just like a whole new fresh take on everything. It's also cheaper than our merch. But so buy their merch and also buy our merch and get that thirty. I love the thirty one percent discount that they that it they is offer. So nice, yeah, it's so super nice. nice. It's, it's the nicest nice. discount ever. And I'm 30... no mathematician, but I think it's even nicer than nice. It's nice, nice. It's so yeah. nice. It's yeah. nice. <laughs> it's not nice. Travis Bissahada is just nice. <laughs> noise, noise <laughs> for noise discount. Yeah, <laughs> Trevor Bazana. <laughs> Did you just say Trevor Bazana? <laughs> Bazana is Travis. <laughs> yeah, it's a T. T Bazana. For Tasmanian uh, Tasmanian Devil Basana. Yeah. The Aussie Basana. That's him. We've offended is... the entire we will never be the number ninety six podcast in Australia because we are offending that whole nation right now. Sorry to the good folks in Australia. I apologize deeply for everything we're doing right now. Never, never apologize. Anyway. <laughs> Oregon State swept Oregon in baseball this week. Yeah! That makes me so happy. Uh, JP, you talk about it because I can't stop laughing. <laughs> Partially because of the jokes, but I'm also laughing at the Ducks too for going 0 5. <laughs> Bring back wrestling, you cowards. Yeah, uh, you idiots. Give me 30 seconds and I'll be back. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah. Oregon State sweeps the season series in the conference series uh, at Oregon. Uh, Jacob Melton, another home run today on Mosaic Goss. Uh, <laughs> JP. <laughs> no, let's let's start with last night on Saturday night. Um, fucking Brownie checking out Jacob, striking out Jacob Walsh to end the game. Yeah, and and that stare down and that yell. Yeah. Love to love to see that, especially in a rivalry game. But love to see that. Yeah, I I think it's amazing when you get guys who really buy into the rivalry, or any any athlete that really buys into the, the rivalry. And I feel like what we're what we're noticing now is there's a lot of there are a lot of student athletes at Oregon State who 
really do feel the bad blood. Um, they're not kind of waffling on like, well, we want to beat them, but I like their, you know, star player too. They're really nice. Like they don't like these people. And it's, it's refreshing to see that again, because it reflects how the fans feel for one. And like, look, you don't have to really dislike the other people. I don't, I get it. If they, if you personally just don't have any reason to dislike someone, you shouldn't just dislike them. But if you if you lean into it because it gets you pumped up because you know the fans are eating it up and it makes you perform at a higher level, do it. And that's what I think we're seeing right now is that there are athletes that are leaning into the whole rivalry even harder than we had seen in times when the playing field was level and on many of kind of the you know the bigger big three sports. So uh, it, it's fun to watch. Yeah, I think I think that it was. For me, even more interesting to see that kind of emotion at the end of the game when we've been rocking Oregon. Usually, you kind of feel like it goes the other way, where you're like getting rocked and you finally show somebody up, and then you're like, ah, fine, monkeys off my back, and now I can like rub it in your face. But I I know he gave it the two run homer earlier in the inning, and like, I mean, it wasn't really gonna. I I was never I never felt like it was in doubt, even though. You know, they had made that small rally, but you know, when you feel the pressure and it's in that kind of intense moment like that, a rivalry game like that, you're bound to have that kind of emotional response. And it was great to see. It was great. That, that might've been, and I, I'm still sort of in the, the fog of the incident, if you will, but uh, that might've been my favorite Oregon state sports moment against the ducks. And I think it's because of exactly what you said, that passion and that just like you guys don't even deserve to be on the same field. Go back to your dugout. Go take a seat. Like that sort of mentality to the Ducks who canceled the wrestling program to get baseball and then tried to poach our coach who was who was coaching the really at the time the only successful uh, team in our athletic department. It's just like it's just saying fuck you in the most absolutely sincere way. Um, and I, and that relates to a lot of Beaver fans. I feel like a, a lot of Beaver Nation feels that way about Oregon. So to see that um, sort of embodied on the field and uh, with that play right after they won was incredible. The composition, too, of him staring down the batter, not just staring down, but literally gesturing and just shouting to him in the foreground of the camera and then the like the middle infielders coming in and like the, the the even more foreground like you know like doing like a, a a jump whatever like celebration i'm like he's not even noticing the team going nuts behind him he's just it was, still staring it was poetic him. on so many levels yeah. yes it was and i think it was forrester who like grabbed him and was like hey, come on man we're gonna do the high, we're gonna do the high five line now like, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminded me of fuck um this may have been 2011 2012 there is you guys remember the time it was sort of the towards the end of the regular season we were playing Oregon and I think that this was a year that they finished ahead of us in in the conference and I think it was a year that we had to go down to play a regional at LSU and and Oregon got to end up hosting a regional but we mm-hmm. we beat them in a series at Goss and in the final game I think we were up by one run two outs one out runner on third someone hits a, a blooper into center field 
Can Michael Conforto makes a shoestring catch, and the Ducks runner, I believe it was Aaron Payne, tagged up at third to try and score, and Conforto just puts it on a rope to Ryan Gorton, Beaver catcher, and they throw him out at the plate to end the game, which like that sort of like walk <laughs> off like crazy, and and I remember Gorton just went to the duck batter who was on deck after the runner was thrown out at, at home and the game was over and he just kind of like showed him the ball, like, like, like this. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got the ball. I got him. And like the guy was just kind of just like, dude, get the fuck out of here. And he just spiked <laughs> the ball in front of the Oregon dugout and like threw his mask off and went woo. <laughs> and also he had one of those like horrible, like, dude, I love baseball players. Cause it's just like the permission to have the worst facial hair ever. Um, I was at the Twins game with my mom today for Mother's Day, and she was like, I love Max Kepler, but what is he doing with that beard? (laughs) And I was like, I don't know, Mom. He plays baseball. Uh, I mean, like, Gordo during that time just had, like, the grossest mustache ever, but it works when you have a shitload of catcher's gear on you. Um, Like, that, that, um, you know, Brown yelling at Walsh that same way, it's, like, kind of reminded me of of that. And I think there, there needs to be more fireworks in the Oregon, Oregon State baseball series. Like, I know that it's it would help if they could come close to winning. Sure, but yeah. also but also I know we're tr- we we're of the stage where it's like, well, we won back-to-back national championships and Phil Knight just couldn't handle little brother winning shit on a sport that gets put on ESPN, so whatever. So we have to be like we don't care about whatever, but we we do Honestly, like we do care when that when that program got announced, we were all butthurt about it. We can't act like we weren't. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I think I would I would love to see what Brown yelled at Walsh to happen during every single strikeout between both of the teams. First inning, second <laughs> inning, <laughs> like just screaming at the dugout constantly. I want that energy. Well, you know, I noticed this today. A lot of the players, the Oregon players today, were I don't know if they were just staring back at the pitcher in disbelief, you know, or like like how did I not hit that pitch? But when they were striking out, they weren't they were keeping eyes on our pitchers, and I I was wondering if that was a little bit of, you know, a boiling over from last night, but it was interesting to notice that. Like what like what are you staring at for one? Like are you in awe of the fact that they just they struck you out, or like are you showing them up as you walk back to it's, the it's, it's, it's compensation? Like, it's it's compensation for them trying to show people that they have the balls that they actually and very obviously don't have. Um, that was part of my favorite thing of of the uh, the showdown, which I, it wasn't a showdown yesterday after the game was over. Is that the way the duck batter responded was? we're broken. Like we fucking broke you. You guys don't have <laughs> any fight left in you. It was like, I, I checked Oregon live right before the show just to make sure, but I had no doubt that we were going to win tonight. Like we broke their spirit. And so like that has to be as a, as a competitive athlete, that has to be the worst feeling of you lose to your rivals. You get swept for the entire year. You get swept conference uh, sweep and non-conference sweep. Right. Which is still so <laughs> fucking dumb. 
but to not have anything to say back. Like if someone did that to me, I don't care if we've lost every game that year, I'm barking back. The fact that he just <laughs> walked to the dugout with his head down low, we broke I've, you. I've, I've, I've seen you at Beaver Sporting events where we did lose every game that year and you were barking back plenty, <laughs> Benny. No That's one is right. doubting that about you whatsoever. <laughs> I have I have a note from Saturday's game though, like that it's like this team is built on heart and hustle. And I think mm -hmm. it ties back to their passion, as you said, Benny. It ties back to them doing what they can to win, no matter what is being asked of them. I mean, the like the Kyle Dernetti tag up from second base <laughs> to score in the fifth inning, like that is a hustle play. That won the game. Like it didn't happen, you know, at the time that like they it was a final run they needed. But like that was a difference. That was the one run difference on Saturday. It was him tagging up from second on the uh, Meckler ball and just call, reading it uh, great, and then also obviously getting the opportunity when when Hall like just you know couldn't track the ball. So like those kind of plays win win games. And the passion of the players to not be like, we've already beat these dudes so many times. We're in first in the conference. Like, whatever. Like, this game is back and forth. It's annoying. And, like, they could have let up. They really could have let up. I mean, there was even in the ninth again. Like, the home run, the two-run home in the ninth, it drew, drew it even closer again and make it, the you know, 8-7. It's like, they could have very easily... Been like, is this worth the fight right now? Like, let's save it for tomorrow, you know. And and they didn't. And like that's it. it, it we talked about this before. We talked about this previously that this team, if people are healthy, if they're performing, if they're ready to go, come like regionals and onward, they are going to be a force to that won't be stopped. They won't be stopped. And right now they're firing on all cylinders. They have the heart and the hustle, which is stuff that you cannot just like practice. I mean, it has to come out from within the every player and from the whole team. It has team. to come out from the hard hat. The hard hats. And the I hard haven't hat. seen them this year at all. Me I don't either. think they're a Whatever. thing. That was part of our first episode, though, so we have to bring it back to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah. But like you look at Melody, dude, that guy is on fire again. Absolute fire! Like he was four, uh, four hits yesterday. With the five ribbies. He was three for four today. That the homer yesterday that like confusedly clipped the uh, top of the left field wall, and I, I didn't know it was gone, but it was gone, I guess. So, right. but then today he left no doubt in that homer to deep right. I mean, it was a hundred and ten off the bat. Hundred eleven, according to the Beaver baseball twitter okay yeah, well i'll take 111 that sounds even better i mean that which thing... is what i i told you he was gonna have a... <laughs> right yeah <laughs> an exit velocity of 111 you guys were like no way he will never do that and i said don't doubt jacob melton you two 429 <laughs> feet it cleared the bleachers it cleared the bleachers and and this is a, something that we also talked about with melton when we were talking about the melton uh record watch hit that shit to finley he yeah he cleared the tracks man i mean like but he's a streaky. He's a he's a uh, I don't know like a a bulk and streaky home run right. power hitter. And so this was his second home run in two days. He had one in the entirety of April, like, it was like April twenty third or something. 
And that was like a whole month between home runs as well. And so uh, he had that big batch of home runs early in the season. And if that, if that's what stage he's at and how you know healthy he feels, how confident he feels at the plate right now, teams are fucked. They're fucked. That's all, that's all I can say. They're so fucked. The only thing that I would add is like, this team is having fun in a way that I haven't seen a Beaver baseball team have fun um, since at least 05, right? And, uh, or, oh, or 06. Wow. 06. <laughs> 06. Um, but it, it just feels different. And like, yeah, they're hustling and they're playing with a ton of heart, but um, it's almost as if these guys don't feel the weight of any pressure at all. Yep. It's, it's, it's really That's odd to cool. watch. Yeah. And, and it's awesome. That seven team had a had like a chip on their shoulder going. Well, in. the the seven team oh seven was like they almost didn't make the college baseball tournament. That's what I'm saying, right? And they, but they had they had the expectation, right? right? The, the bar had been set, and I feel like they were just angry, like angry to go do it. They weren't having as much fun to do it. But I think we we, we got to host either a regional or a super regional. Maybe it was just a regional. But I remember, but when we played Michigan. Michigan was supposed to host, but Michigan wasn't expecting to like be as good as they were that year. So Michigan's stadium had a renovation schedule right. that couldn't yeah. be delayed. <laughs> so we we were the road team in a regional or super regional that we hosted. Uh, we weren't planning on talking about the 07 tournament. So sorry, we're not prepared with all of the cliff notes for that. But I do remember like we went into the final series. I think we we're playing UCLA that season. And it was that that was my freshman year on campus. And it was like, we're the defending champions and we might not be in the fucking NCAA tournament. Like what the hell mm-hmm. happened? And then we like kind of, we I think we won two out of three against UCLA, got in, and because if you rewatch all of that shit when we beat North Carolina in 07, you see that number two, number three next to North Carolina's number. There's no number next to the Oregon State score in any of the ESPN scoreboards because we weren't ranked. Mm-hmm. We weren't ranked at all before the college baseball tournament. So we weren't ranked in Omaha either because they don't reset rankings or anything like that. So we were maybe the lowest seeded team. I think at the time we were the lowest seeded team that ever won the national championship. And we had happened to have won the national championship the year before. Yeah. Which was hilarious. Kind of. but it it goes back to benny's point like that team probably felt a ton of pressure to you know and by the end of the year they're just like fuck it we're good at baseball like let's just let's just mow these people down yeah exactly so you just like tying up at least some of my thoughts i guess like pitching pitching looked great and uh, it was awesome seeing fennigs today too get stretched out a little bit more we talked about that's very important for him to be you know ready to to go you know, uh, the distance potentially in some games come you know late May and June. So him giving you know, a five scoreless was awesome, and I'm just I feel like the stars are aligning very 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 nicely for this this ball club. Yep, I, I think Jerpy might be the best pitcher in the entire country. I mean, his his dominance over the last uh, at least three games has been unbelievable. Yep, I mean, literally, I mean, truly unbelievable. Some uh, draft experts would uh, disagree with you, but I I agree. <laughs> we're we're talking about what people are doing in college baseball right now, not what fucking tools they have in a fucking draft evaluation. It's true. 
room. This isn't fucking Moneyball. Um, anyway, there is a chance. Uh, I don't know if any rankings have been released yet, but uh, the perennially number one ranked Tennessee Volunteers from this college baseball season lost two out of three to Kentucky this week, this weekend. Some so, would say or, voluntarily. Voluntar- they voluntarily lost two out of three games. And there's a chance. Dash will tweet about this. There's, it's no guarantee, but there's a chance that we're the number one ranked team in the country, which was not the ultimate goal for this team. But, hey, if we were ranked number one, like I wouldn't hate it. Uh, also, we the sweep of Oregon puts us to a record of 38-9 and nine overall, 18-6 and six in conference. That gives us a three-game cushion on Stanford for the lead in the Pac-12 regular season. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're pretty well in line to win the Pac-12 regular season crown. Uh, another I, another couple couple series coming up. But yeah, there's going to be tough. I, it's <laughs> not going to be easy. They're not going to be easy, but I, I'm going to say we're going to win the Pac-12 regular season crown. I'm going to – I'm gonna be, you can call me the wet blanket of this podcast all you want, you two. <laughs> I'm going to say we we win the Pac-12 regular season crown. I'm not going to predict that we're going to win the Pac-12 tournament because, to be honest, I'm not all the way sure how it works. <laughs> me neither. I was trying to think of that today. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's a thing, uh, and when we get there, we'll get there. But I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to call that uh, Oregon State baseball is going to win the Pac-12 for the regular season. I could get down with that. I feel it. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my beer. Wow. Mm. Bitch. You should get uh, all that checked out. <laughs> Probably. Hey, and quick, many other things. Quick question. Uh, does CB, whatever college baseball ranking that is, um, I believe it's just college baseball is what. Oh, college saying. baseball. I think that's, <laughs> are they, it's like that collegebaseball.com. They probably still have us as like 23rd or something. Yeah, I was going to ask. I'm going to look. <laughs> no, I think we moved to the top five for them. And yeah. then even like, I think the last rankings, we were two for everything except for them, which had us as like three. This is the part Ow. of the podcast where we look things up. Yeah. It's not. I, I, I want to say how it'd no. be mad, but I'm not going to act like I've watched the entire sec and, and can say like oh there's no way you can put vanderbilt ahead of us you fuckers <laughs> just a bunch of mad guys with khaki pants polos and boat shoes and mop haircuts that's what i think of, I think of the sec <laughs> sure that's they exactly have good baseball teams sometimes though and we should maybe start watching them because we're probably gonna be playing them in omaha yeah yeah but they miss foul balls so womp 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 <laughs> oh i really hope we make it to deep into omaha and play arkansas Same. are they like, good again this year yeah they're 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 like fourth i think oh damn it's the same thing well it's gonna they... be you guys, there was there was more to this season than just or the more this weekend than just the games being played. The team also honored Mister uh, Former Head Coach Pat Casey. Yep, Patrick out, Pat Casey, Casey. Yeah. the most Irish name possible. Number five in your programs, number one in your heart, hearts, hearts, hearts. Sorry, and his number five will be on the right field wall for eternity uh when you know 
after the aliens come and burn everything down, that wall will still be standing with number five and Casey on it. They'll know. And not surprised at all, the Beaver fam came in support in droves. The biggest crowd, biggest regular season crowd, biggest crowd ever in mm-hmm. Goss Stadium history. Yeah. Four, more than 4,026 people. One nice. more. One one more than the last time, which was a playoff uh, a tournament game against Minnesota. <laughs> I, I don't know how they measure this so specifically, but I feel like it means that was a pretty great crowd. So shouts to the Beaver fam for being there for. I got a honor, I got a honor. theory. Great coach. Great coach. When you go through the, the turn turnstiles, right? Like maybe they're like, eh, we're just at like you know forty twenty five, and then the, you know the the person working the gates just walked over and was just like, and just. Turned it over and was like, now they they, gra- they grabbed a kid on its way to Dixon who didn't know what was going on. And it was just like, come watch an inning of baseball. <laughs> no, no, that's great. Yeah, I mean, that's they awesome. showed out, yeah. especially with the weather being shitty too. Like that's awesome. Yeah, and I thought that the they did a great job. That uh, for a guy like Pat Casey who doesn't like the the limelight, he doesn't want all the. You know, honor of the <laughs> he literally of the retired for people to leave him the fuck alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I respect. He got he got his three rings. What more do you want from him? He made plenty of money. He was like, I just want to kick it. Yeah, he's like, I yeah. I just can't do it. <laughs> leave and I, me the fuck alone. And then he came back for his retirement party. Which he's probably or, asking people at the end if they knew where his tent was. <laughs> Have you guys seen my tent? It's been gone for like 15 years. <laughs> I forgot about that tent. Where is my fucking tent? <laughs> I last saw it right over there in Research Stadium parking lot. Yeah, I think some podcast host stole it. <laughs> you might have to. I really like that they did this. I'm glad that the, the university did this. I'm glad that the program did this. I actually think he's rightfully the first person to have gone through this process and then the, the big ceremony and put the number and jersey up on the outfield wall um there are there are some other worthy players who have come through the program that probably should have similar ceremonies at some point in the near future uh if we're we're hopkins yes yeah to go dumb with chris hopkins (laughs) (laughs) uh but like think about it you know like if this if they're setting the the precedent that we do this now which i think is a great thing then we should do it beyond just Pat Casey because yes, he was a big part of our success and the turning around of our program and our cha- national championships. But he will be the first person to tell you that it wasn't just him, and that if anything, it was not him at all. So if we're gonna do it for him, there's other. I did nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, he'd say that. Like, so if if we're gonna do this for him, we should open it up for for other players and uh, people in the program that have come through. I do think that. Uh, I, I wasn't sure, and I don't think anyone ever really clarified. Was this a retirement ceremony? Was it just? Do we know this was a number retirement? I know they were just said to honor Pat Casey, but like, was anyone aware I mean, this is like a number retire? Okay, actually, the question is, was this a number retirement? Yeah, I know they put the number on the wall, but it could be just that for him. That's what I understood from the language that came out was that it was they're retiring. Number Pat five Casey's is jersey. off. Number, yeah, limits. Okay. Good. 
it should be. I'm sure it was. It was never. It was never going to be reissued. Can you imagine? What if you're just like a freshman? You're like, I want five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody would tell you, no, you're a dumbass. So like, no, I I've worn five forever. I want five. <laughs> That's something JP would do. Like, I went to Unipro Sarah in the yeah. Bay. Do you know who it's the same high school, school that man? Barry Bonds went to? I would like the number five, please. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Because they didn't let me wear 25 in high school. Because <laughs> I want 25 or 5. <laughs> if an old head's not getting mad at me getting the number, then I don't want that number. That's how this works. <laughs> but I, I, I thought it was cool. I, I'm glad they won. <laughs> I think that's... Yes, I'm glad. Yes. I'm very glad they won. Especially just because, like, I mean, I'm not going to give Oregon credit where it's not due this seems like a go, theme go, no this is going the, no this is going the don't don't give oregon credit segment but end up going, giving them credit segment no going going five and oh against or like you can't be like oh like we got lucky so many times but i was i was kind of I, I i won't lie and say i was i was waiting for like the 15 to 1 win and it didn't come but that's fine i'll i'll take i'll i'll take i'll I love a four nothing win. I love an eight seven win, a five one win, a two zero win, and a four two win. Uh, Oregon, in case you're wondering, those were the score lines of all of the times <laughs> we beat you this year. So, Oregon fans, uh, if you weren't paying attention, which you weren't clearly, <laughs> that's how we not. Right. right. I'm just happy we swept them uh, because I would have had of uh, I'd have some. Uh, checks to cash with the Oregon baseball fans. I Twitter fought <laughs> back in February. <laughs> so uh, we still could meet them in the Pac-12 tournament, I suppose. And they could maybe again in uh, the, the tournament because they'll probably, they'll probably make it. But anyways, wait, I want to bring this know. up too. I want to say you brought, you guys talked about this in our group thread, group chat from a incredible coach to a bad coach. Uh, Clearly, Jacob Melton had some choice words for oh, yeah. George Horton <laughs> today. Was that George Horton who he was referring to? Yeah. Well, do, you, do you care to share the words? Yeah, that... I have the quote. He uh, talked about what a, why it means something different to him about playing against Oregon. And the quote said, their prior head coach told me I would never be able to play D1 baseball. So kind of had that as a chip on my shoulder the last few years playing against them. Why, why would you give someone that bulletin board material is what I like. If, if you know that they're, I mean, he had to have not been 100% certain, obviously. Like, why would you say that? I mean, why would you say that to someone to begin with? That's a fucking mean thing to say, but like number two, why would you say that to someone who's also looking at potentially going to Oregon state, your rival? Like, why would you give them that bulletin board material? That's a terrible thing to do on a, on a human level, but a, a, yep. a dumb thing to do on a coaching level too. I just think sometimes you get coaches like that who, I mean, Horton had like a history of success, right? He probably had a massively inflated ego. If you're going to go be a coach at the University of Oregon, you are a pompous asshole anyways. Yeah. And like you said, Benny, <laughs> what kind of terrible human being says that to like a high school kid? Right. Uh, yeah, I, I love that Melton's playing with a chip on his shoulder for that. I yeah. had had Melton shared that before the season, I would have I I would have been on your guys' side with picking him to beat the fucking record. And now that I I hope he does because what we got seven regular season games left, Pac twelve tournament, and then he's got twelve home runs. NCAA tournament, he needs to get eleven to break it and be in sole possession of it. He could do it. We talked about it in bunches. <laughs> 
Do it, Jacob. Jacob, yell at me like you do J George Horton. I'll be the bad guy. Put me on the bulletin board. <laughs> we do it all the time. It works. Uh, <laughs> it does. It does. I'm the bad guy of this podcast. Before we get too far off the topic, um, you were talking about Oregon coaches and them being pompous assholes. Uh, mm -hmm. If you haven't seen the clip, um, go to Twitter uh, and watch the Oregon Oregon State put out a highlight of the first home run of the game um, on Sunday. And it's while the Oregon coach is being interviewed and his sigh of defeat is one of the greatest oh, yeah. videos you'll hear ever. They, they were interviewing him. The home run is launched and he stopped mid-sentence and just had the longest sigh. What? It was what? like, <sighs> what Twitter account is this? Pac-12 Network? <laughs> It would, no, it was the Oregon State Twitter. The um, Oregon State Baseball Twitter? Yeah, Oregon State Baseball Twitter. Uh, should I play five seconds of that? JP, please play five seconds of Matt Kretler's two-run home run in the bottom of the fourth today. Get a chance to be around in my career. Stay in the yard. Kretler to deep oh. center. <laughs> so good. Just fucking creme de la creme of Stay baseball yard. series. This Stay in the yard. <laughs> I, I I don't want to you know relate to Oregon in any things, but yes, I that coach in that moment, we've we've all been there. <laughs> hey JP, could you make a shirt that says "Stay in the yard" with a head just bowed down super far? <laughs> <laughs> and then the ba the back is just. <laughs> <laughs> I could, but don't. I don't know if anyone's gonna buy that shirt. I will. <laughs> I will. I'll buy ten of them. Benny will buy ten shirts in honor of the Beaver Fam fan who bought ten shirts right before we got on recording tonight. Oh my god, this has been the most unhinged episode. This is a trend. We always, <laughs> yeah. Every episode is more and more unhinged. When it's spring, our baseball team is killing it. Softball was off this weekend. NFL draft already happened. The spring game is over. Women's no soccer uh, spring game got canceled. Their their soccer match. spring game got canceled. So yeah, we got we've got this. <laughs> we've got us being drunk on Mother's Day. The women's golf team is getting ready for regionals in Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee is gonna hate Oregon State after by this. The end yeah, because we're gonna beat their ass in women's golf and in baseball. That's right. And they'll voluntarily lose. They'll voluntarily give us those trophies. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Um, yeah, if, as long as the NCAA doesn't cancel our women's golf tournament, we're going we're gonna to knock some heads off in uh, God, not in again. They'll be I, don't know what Corey, I don't know what court Rocky. <laughs> exactly. I was trying to come up with a Rocky Top golf reference, and I, I just couldn't. I'm sorry, listeners. I can't, I can't do it. I was trying to go. I was trying to be be witty, and you know, we're we're witty 99 percent of the time, and sometimes it just fails. But <laughs> Oregon State women's golf is going to win in Tennessee. I don't yeah, know let's get it. JP, do you know what course they're playing at? They're playing in Franklin, and it's actually tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. They're playing in Franklin, Tennessee, which sounds like a made-up 
place. I could have made that name up. I smoked brain. pot with Franklin, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Monday through Wednesday with yeah. Franklin, tw- te- Fra- Frankie 10. <laughs> At uh, Vanderbilt Legends Club North Course. It's okay. a par 72, 64, 50-yard course. And the fields, of course, 12 teams and six individual. I've I found it. We're the, we're the number five seed in the 12-team field, which nice. by, I think, last year when the NCAA was like, well, it's raining, so we're just going to have the top half people advance. Uh, we would have advanced. But, you know, we don't want to advance like that. We want to play. We want to play through, motherfuckers. We yeah. want to we want to actually play golf. We're golfers. Yeah. We want to play the sport we, that we're we here to play. We have no rain. Like legendary Minnesota Vikings coach Denny Green used to say, when we play like we play when we play, no one can beat us. And then, and then we let him off said, the hook. And we let him off the hook. And then Coach Green was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He said, I said, when we play like we play when we play, we they are who we thought they were. And it was like, <laughs> I, I'm not sure what's happening, but I believe. So... Let's go! Let's go be chop them! <laughs> Hell yeah. Chop them. Well, here's yeah. the participating teams, by the way. The number one seeded Wake Forest, number two Alabama, number three Texas AM, number four Duke, number five, your Beeves, Oregon State, yeah. number six, Vanderbilt. Or is this the lineup for the PK eighty five in Portland this November? <laughs> <laughs> but like six being Vanderbilt and we're playing at their course. Okay. Whatever. Um, I don't know how much home field advantage there really can be in, in golf. They've but. played this course every day all spring semester. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> There's seven BYU, eight Kent State. Uh, is that UT San Antonio? UTSA? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's number nine. And then the Roadrunners. Ten, Augusta. Eleven, Boston University. And then twelve, Austin, PA. I believe Wait. it's just Austin, P. It's spelled P-A, but I believe it's pronounced P. You know what? Then that's their own fucking fault. It should just be a P I if agree. that's the way it's pronounced. But I do believe it's Austin P. Also, Augusta has a college. Is also, it Augusta, why Georgia? It just says Augusta. And if so, <laughs> why aren't they better at golf? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure that is a very ignorant women's college golf question. <laughs> That the three idiots on this podcast would ask, but also, if there's just an Augusta college, I bet you Augusta doesn't let them play there, and they're just assholes. Because I believe Augusta National is a is a club of assholes. Uh, despite <laughs> like Tristan Tree National, and uh, that's why Trist that's why Tristan Tree is the number one. <laughs> You're yeah. gonna bear the name of Augusta. <laughs> why aren't they better at golf? <laughs> The only question I have. That's like Manchester United being in Major League Soccer. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like, what if we were just playing them in Open Cup we age? It's like... <laughs> we're going about hey, I still I get, I get this joke. Uh, you do get the joke. Yeah. I know, but you just don't that's how ridiculous it is. <laughs> <laughs> Staying with golf. No, let's oh my move God. on. So it, it's because they're on a course that doesn't have a nice enough drip system. <laughs> For more That's insight right. on drip systems, let's okay. go to Benjamin Lawrence Sebastian. That's right. 
their drip system is probably so I'm complex. Figurative drip systems. I bought shoes this week, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we are losing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take this anymore. <laughs> I, I, breathe, oh, breathe, breathe. I need to, I need to lie down. <laughs> <laughs> Someone listening to this just crashed a car, and we're responsible. I'm laughing. Go <laughs> <laughs> Oregon State women's golf. Men's golf. <laughs> Regionals in College Station. Are we also playing Augusta as the lowest? <laughs> Augusta, the Sweet Sixteenth. They have uh, Pebble Beach Community College at this one. <laughs> Dude, I don't really know how this works. So they're playing. They say they're off to College Station. They tweeted about this this week. I think just like a couple days ago. And looking it up, it's actually being played in Bryan, Texas, which is just neighboring college station i think okay yeah that, that makes sense enough because texas a&m is probably the host school maybe i don't so know i have to say often you smoke station. pot with brian texas too oh dude <laughs> <laughs> we call him we call him bright tex in his inner circle and <laughs> brian brex brex <laughs> You you might shred the Breck, but you don't shred the Brecks, man. The Breck shreds you. Brian is a crazy motherfucker. The the uh, the nickname for Brian Texas, by the way, I pulled it up on Wikipedia, is the Good Life Texas style. So is that oh, like no. not as good of a life? I I, I want no that part of that. Definitely yeah, no, no so many guns. We have a lot of we have a lot of Texas listeners, and I don't want to offend you guys, but if anyone ever premise like a night out say i just traveled to texas for a weekend anywhere in texas awesome whatever i said what what what's what's this what's this bar like oh it's the good life texas style i am going home this second you tell me that (laughs) i don't want to find out what that means What's uh, this podcast like? The good podcast, Texas style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that doesn't work in any other line of communication <laughs> where you just pause and say Texas style. <laughs> <laughs> we're, either, we're either talking about toast or football. If it's not either of those two things, I want out. <laughs> Get me the fuck out of there. <laughs> hey, I would also add uh, – uh, Mexican food, Texas style Mexican food. Okay, okay we know Come on. that. Tex Mex. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, but you would call it Tex Mex. You wouldn't be like, hey, Mexican food. We're going to Texas a Mex. Style. Here is Mexican food, Benny. Texas style. <laughs> that would never happen. That's never happened in the history of dining oh. in the state of Texas. It's just been, here's Tex Mex. Enjoy it. And yes, I will enjoy it because Tex Mex is delicious. All right, so first I looked up where they're what they're, they're playing at. Let's uh, keep talking about yeah, this. They're playing at <laughs> Traditions Club. They're being they're hosted by Texas A and M, which is uh, an A M school Texas style, and they are. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> first, I'm actually more mad because we could have played in Stockton which is like my family's home t- 
turf. They were going to play at Spano, the Reserve of Spanos Park. That's an actual host uh, course in Stockton, California. So good for Stockton, California. Getting back on the map. Love to see it. The number one seed there is Arizona State. Number two seed there is Washington. And number three seed is Stanford. Number five seed is Oregon. Why are we not playing in freaking Stockton? Anyways. We're playing in regionals Texas style. We want, <laughs> we, we, we want that Texas style golf, baby. <laughs> All right. So here's here's our – I kind of like our uh, regional a lot better, to be honest. So Pepperdine's number one. I feel like they're probably good at golf. For Number sure, th for yeah. sure, get a golf. Yeah. That, that, that subscribes to We Hage's rule of being good at baseball. <laughs> there is not one kid that goes to Pepperdine whose dad was not playing golf more than they fathered if them. You went, if you went to Pepperdine, <laughs> you have a country club. You have a country club membership. We're, we are casting a lot of stereotypes in this episode. <laughs> I'm here for it. I like how it says Pepperdine, oh, and then in brackets, West Coast Conference. Like, oh, uh, yeah. But then none of the other schools really have their conferences next to them. But, like, you didn't know where Pepperdine was. Or if there's – are there multiple Pepperdines? I don't know. Anyways, then number two is Texas A&M. Fuck them. Number three is Georgia. Number four is Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to hate us. Number five's Kansas, six Arizona, seven Michigan State, eight SMU, and then in brackets again, American Athletic Conference. It's oh, it's nine Power Fives. I guess oh. uh, nine Boise State, ten Oregon State. Chop them. Chop them. Eleven. Does it say, does it, it says in brackets. Em? Yeah. It says chop. Okay. It says all caps. Em. Yeah. I'll screenshot right, it okay. if you guys need to see. Um, Eleven, Colorado State, twelve Southeastern Louisiana, and thirteen Texas Southern. And then we have 10 individuals competing, which is tied for the most on with two other of the regional sites. Is Tiger Woods one of the individuals? No. Okay. The number one individual is Cannon Claycomb. That is the fucking coolest name. Guess, guess what school he goes to. we've talked about. Where? Uh, Pepperdine. No. Minnesota. No. Alabama. Cannon. <laughs> Hold on. What was his name again? Cannon Claycomb. I smoked pot with Cannon Claycomb. <laughs> I smoked pot from a Cannon Claycomb. <laughs> Are these real people? There's a guy named Justin Gums, Thomas Ponder, Evan White. These are not real people. Then there's somebody in here wait, named wait, Americk Lusat. The next two? Did you see the next two individuals, JP? Lafferty Daniel and Gilmore Happy. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gilmore, Mr. Laff Lafferty will be teeing off. <laughs> I was watching that movie last night. I mean, we're a week ahead on this though because they don't play till Monday the sixteenth. But let's just get it out there to get the get the Beaver fam ready for regionals in Bryan, Texas. The good life, Texas style, Oregon exactly. State golf. Texas style. Go Beavs, the gold jacket's yours. Shooter's gonna choke. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're called clowns on Benny's house. This is why we're called clowns on Benny. Anyone from Benny's house who's listening, uh, first of all, we're not sorry. <laughs> we're having way too much fun to be fucking sorry. Uh, it's, we've been here 
It's t- it's ten forty p.m. Central Time. Fuck, I don't want to work tomorrow. I'm not going to. <laughs> if I'll take the day off too. I think I'll take the day um, off. Tomorrow, I'm gonna move actually. into I'm gonna move into some shoutouts. Good <laughs> luck to both Oregon State men's and women's golf in your respective tournaments. I don't know what the fuck just happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, also in uh, in terms of uh, Oregon State baseball, uh, we talked about Stephen Kwan, who's had a great start to his Major League Baseball career at the plate. We talked about him as a slaps hitter, just hitting it where they ain't. Uh, he actually kind of went opposite and hit his first dinger since our last episode. And you could be led to believe, based on the audio you have access to, he said, fuck the belligerent beeves. Yeah, sorry. That dinger. Or, you're welcome. Steven, we love you. Uh, sorry, you're welcome. Thank you. Wh- wh- whatever, whatever works. Um, also, we earlier this <laughs> we missed uh, Siki Sabalang's first Major League Soccer goal for FC Dallas, uh, which was an awesome goal, by the way. Uh, we're going to link to it um, in a, a belated uh, social media post, but FC Dallas was down sort of at the death against their rivals, Houston, and Siki tied the game up in the 87th minute, and then minutes later they got another goal to win, and since then FC Dallas has been playing awesome with Siki getting lots of playing time, and they're like, I think they're third right now in the Western Conference, so shout out Siki. Um, also, uh, rookie um, Oregon State soccer player Sofian Jafal has been playing a lot for D.C. United. And on that same note, Minnesota United, Defensive midfielder Hassani Dotson towards this training fucking sucks. Just had surgery. Hassani Dotson out for the season, which is devastating for the Loons. Uh, my MLS team, but also just my favorite MLS player, and uh, obviously probably the favorite of a lot of uh, MLS fans listening to this podcast. So, Hassani, just stay strong, man. Get well soon, and we know you, uh, you'll be back better than ever. So, t- tough news for uh, the former Oregon State midfielder. Um, so get well soon, Hassani. And, and I would argue, correct me if I'm wrong, Terry, but uh, Hassani would be considered widely to be the best soccer player from Oregon State that's playing soccer, and at least in MLS right now. Uh, he certainly was getting the most run of every, every team in the league at, at his position. So... Yeah, like I, from like the Alun standpoint, we relied on him like pretty heavily. Yeah, um, it's it's hard just like with soccer because it's like guys who are defensive midfielders don't rack up a lot of stats, but also Hassani tended to be involved in goals a lot. So right, it's it's the most notable, was, the most notable, he was, and he was off to a great start this year too. Yeah, he was playing really well. So sucks, sucks for him, sucks for Minnesota. But I saw a, a post of his. On his Instagram account, said surgery went well. He's in good spirits, and you know, be be back before before you know it. So, sucks for Sasani, but also on the MLS front, happy to see uh, guys like Siki and uh, and Sofian get it, getting lots of playing time early in their careers for for their respective clubs. So, uh, good good testament for just the the strength of the the Oregon State men's soccer program right now. Also, softball finishing up. It's a bye week. Uh, this this past weekend, we'll be getting back on the field against the University of Utah. Good showing this week. Might get us into the NCAA tournament. Keep those fingers crossed. Uh, you know, do anything you can to send some positive energy. This seems way to get into the into the tournament. Pray to whatever gods you need to do, whatever moon, stars, human sacrifice. Not that part. Just kidding, but not really uh, to, to help this team 
qualify because you know we, we we've been believers in this team since the get-go and just the more experienced the better so hoping to see uh oregon state softball sweep utah to end the season and yes. the regular season on a good note and get into the tournament proper where they can make some noise and uh, put this ugly ugly losing streak behind us please all right good good episode you guys <laughs> Uh, um, JP, before we get out of here, will we, can you talk about the, uh, birthday giveaways that we have for this Wednesday yep. on, on, uh, Twitter spaces starting at 8 PM Pacific time. Yeah. So make sure you guys jump on. Like if you can't make it eight, there's gonna be stuff going all night. We'll interject to all the people are talking and make sure we do some freebies for you guys. We've got some, uh, belligerent beeves logo tees that we'll be giving away. Until, well, while supplies last, so we'll let you know when that moment is during the Twitter spaces. Uh, we will also have some Chop'em script logo tees given away at a certain point in the night. Uh, we will be giving away three year-long mini Bebe Patreon memberships, which is the $3 a month tier. Uh, the only way you need to enter that is just retweet the spaces once you're in. Just so retweet, join retweet the... and in, and that's uh, you know that's you know thirty six bucks, plus all the access to Benny's bonus belligerence, first dibs merch drops, Discord access, the newsletter that Terry still needs to write. Also, a shout it's out. It's gonna be so fucking on, good when it happens on though. The podcast. <laughs> Uh, and then we're gonna we're figuring this out, and I'm gonna put this out. Um, I'm gonna put this out tomorrow, <laughs> but uh, you'll you'll probably have already seen this by the time this happens. Which means yesterday. Yeah, we're putting this out yesterday. Yeah, maybe today if this editing gets done quickly. But maybe two days ago. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? It could be any time. So it's just stay on your toes. It's we're so gonna early on the we're West gonna Coast. do um, some Bebe's buy you beers deliveries where. You will just have to pre-register in like a form. Tell us, give us your address. Make sure that you're home. Make sure that you're on the spaces, and we will deliver you some beer from us to you for free during the spaces. During the spaces, maybe right before, but yeah, right. you'll you'll drink them. You, you have to also drink all the beers on the spaces. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. So if they're if your delivery dash driver is late then you just have to smash that shit (laughs) (laughs) tune in tune in join us on her birthday it's one year ago we probably recorded our first episode it's it's like 362 days ago our first episode was released exactly and we've only gotten more ridiculous since then (laughs) it's crazy we're aging like a fine box of franzia sitting in the sun at a research stadium tailgate (laughs) on the west side before it was rebuilt (laughs) it's the life of luxury um from all of us here at the belligerent beefs podcast thank you for, for tuning in. Uh, once again, my name is Terry Horseman at Terry Horseman on Twitter at Terrence Horseman on Instagram. Joined as I always am by my very intelligent, articulate, 
beautiful and handsome co-host uh jp bertram at the trio j on twitter he's too trio to be real and at jp bertram on instagram and of course benjamin lawrence sebastian Weehage, aka benny with the good quaff benny l 1986 on your social media channels he's the mastermind behind benny's bonus belligerence and i believe we're gonna record another episode of that shit once we're done with this so thank you again for tuning in join us on twitter spaces on wednesday may 11th for our first birthday party the best first birthday party ever in all of podcasting history check out our merch on belligerentbeeves.com slash merch check out our new friends at seamheaded.com use promo code chopum for 31 percent off 31 percent is kind of a random discount but it's not <laughs> it's so <laughs> nice until you think about it it's pretty nice right 31 percent off nice Seamheaded.com. Nice. Check out the Bullet Drippies collection and also all the other products on Seamheaded. They have so much dope shit. So shout out to them. We are so psyched to be in partnership, our first official business partnership with Seamheaded. It's dope. Tune in to all of our other shit going on. Join the Patreon. Join everything. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Friendster, iTunes, uh, AOL, Instant Messenger. We'll get back to you <laughs> at some point. Remember that you cannot spell Chopum without hope. C H O P E M for 31% off at Seam Headed. Uh, Chopum. 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 Bring back Bernice. Bring her back. Do it now. Bring back Bernice. Later.